1246, Joe Rico, yeah. Alex Ramirez, back at the final word. <laughs> 98.1FM, My Sports. We will get to our man, uh, Jake Shapiro, in just a moment. But first, have to tell you about Dion Malcolm and Tax Finders. That is the place you need to go if you're having problems with the IRS. Give our buddy a call, uh, but basically, actually, go on to taxfinders.com. That's the first thing you do, just T-A-X-F-I-N-D-E-R-S.com. Look, the IRS is back in business. They've doubled their people. They've doubled their staff. They're going to come after you if you owe this money, especially if you owe over $10,000. Alex, how do you get old of Dion Malcolm? Very simple. As you mentioned, Joey, go to the website, taxfinders.com, or give Dion Malcolm a call right now. Right now, 720-327-9454. That's 720-327-9454. Look, I, I, I'm actually working with him right now, Joey, and my fiance as well. We, I just want to figure out some uh, allocations and some, some tax deductions that it, he told me I was eligible for and that, that I had no idea that I could actually write off. And I implore all of our listeners right now, if you haven't filed in a long time, guess what? COVID season is over. And he did mention, Joe, uh, that... that, that the IRS did take some yeah, time off. Right. Guess what? They're back, and, they're, and they want to get that money. They want to get some money back for the government. So give Dion Malcolm a call right now. I implore all of our listeners, 720-327-9454. I am a testimonial that it's going to work. It'll help you out. Well, I'll say this. He can not only He's not only working with Alex. He's working with lots of other people in the Denver metro area. He can also do credit repair as well. He's your guy. It starts by going on to taxfinders.com. Another guy that we love to rely on for information is Jake Shapiro of the Denver Post. Jake, who has been uh, my coworker at several Nuggets games, follows the buffs. Up in Boulder, kind of a legend up there already, Alex. And the kid's only, I mean, he's under 25. He's an amazing talent. Uh, I, I really enjoy our conversations every time we get a chance to speak to you. Jake, and I want to say good morning to you. Uh, Alex and I are really confused about this Broncos team. We're going to give our picks at the end of this segment. So I won't put you on the spot, but I will ask for yours as well. Your thoughts on what I think has been what I thought was a good offseason, but, you know, this Rams game kind of set me back. I mean, I, I just don't think that they did anything to, to look, at, look at versus the Rams. And, you know, to be honest, I, I don't know what kind of team we're going to have this year in Denver. What do you think the fortunes of the Broncos look like, and, and where do you think their best chance for success lies? You know, I'm never someone that's going to put that much value into preseason football. Uh, it is what it is. Like, you know, we all we've all seen it, especially with the three – game preseason season we're not sure which teams are actually evaluating things and which game is the dress rehearsal and stuff like that you know strategy has kind of changed on preseason football but i see the broncos as a really really strong team outside of their quarterback and that's the problem right like it's the most important position in sports and we don't really know what the broncos have there they decided to stick with drew lock and then they decided to go with Teddy Bridgewater, who's being paid $17 million by another team to not play quarterback for them. So it's really confusing what they're doing at that position. Elsewhere, I don't think it's all that confusing. The Broncos have built a pretty strong team outside of that quarterback position. But I think this is, you know, as a quarterback position, it's a leadership position. And the Broncos are kind of a leaderless 
uh, organization right now without, you know, ownership that's really can step in and say something. And John Elway, you know, resigning and also promoting himself at the same time. Uh, it's a really, you know, it's a really convoluted franchise is the way I see it right now. And I think it does affect the play on the field. Uh, Jacob, uh, Jake uh, Shapiro, I'm going to tell you right now, you are one of the shining bright uh, lights here in the media. You recently got promoted, or not promoted, but you recently took up another job. You're now a teacher at the University of Colorado, man. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, You're teaching sports media, right? Talk about that a little bit to our listeners because everybody knows your great work on the Denver Post, but now you're actually going to be teaching some students what you're doing. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, I, the building that I'm teaching in, I'm actually online, but the, the classroom that the, the building is teaching, taught in, is uh, just up the street from my high school. It's across the street from my dorm, and it's about eight blocks from the house I grew up in. Oh, wow. Um, so wow. It's, it's, it's really wild to, to be teaching at the university I grew up dreaming of going to, you know, going to football games as a young kid and whatever uh, like that. And then now I'm in an opportunity when, frankly, you know, I, I mean, I'm still doing some stuff in the sports media, but right now my main job at the Denver Post is actually breaking news, so it's more uh, high-quality journals and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's fun to be teaching the thing I'm most passionate about and to see the university, to, to be honest, um, take a real passionate stance about kids that want to get into sports media. Because even when I was in college five, six years ago, um, when I was taking my major, I was in college two, three years ago, but when I was taking my major five, six years ago, um, they didn't really have that opportunity available for people that wanted to be sports journalists. It was either journalists or not journalists. So uh, it's really cool to see the university develop a new curriculum for a growing industry that is sports media. Well, I will say this. They got the right guy for the job. If you want to follow Jake on Twitter, it's at Shapealicious. And I will tell you, he is hilarious. You keep it moving really like I've never seen anybody. And you have your own style about it. It's a little controversial at times. you know. And, and I think I wouldn't have it any other way, though. I mean, the one thing Alex and I are, we are who we are. And that's what we love about you. You put things out there that I can, maybe other journalists wouldn't put out there. And you're very blunt and frank. And I'm sure that, that that may not have won you a lot of fans sometimes, but you're objective. So let's move up to Boulder, uh, definitely a city you're familiar with. You know, we've seen you at several media days. I've run into you several times on the basketball, covering the team uh, for Tad Boyle and the CU Buffs. Where do you see that football program as we start a year? I think the Buffs, Alex, help me if I'm wrong, were predicted to be fifth out of six teams in the Pac-12 South. According to Brian Hill. Well, uh, well, I think that was uh, some some other stuff. Yeah, and not only that, but... Well, no, no, no. At the Pac-12 media day, they predicted him fifth out of six. So do you anticipate the Buffs being in a spot like that, a five or six win team, or how would they go above that spot and maybe surprise people this season in your eyes? You know, all the talk in town right now is about the Broncos quarterbacking situation, but the Buffaloes one is they're one bad knock away from having to play the season with walk-on quarterbacks. Um, and Brennan Lewis, I think, has the opportunity to be a pretty solid quarterback at the University of Colorado. Like, I, I feel pretty strongly about Brennan Lewis. But it would have been nice to have J.T. Shroud healthy as well. Uh, they kind of have a similar thing to the Broncos. I don't think they're as strong outside the quarterback position but their running backs, they might have the strongest running back room in the Pac-12. They've got two proven guys in Alex Fontenot and Jarek Broussard, and then a couple other guys that are going to play key roles that are really solid players, like uh, uh, Shot Clayton. Uh, their wide receiver position uh, has the talent, but it's a matter of can guys kind of step up into you know new and increasing roles. 
Their offensive line is seven, eight guys deep, should be pretty decent. But then you look at positions like defensive line. They've got three guys there, and then after that, you start to feel a little uncomfortable. When you play at altitude, you're going to need to rotate out those 250, 300-pounders. You just are. So uh, how do you feel about that? Nate Landman, all the reports we hear back from practice is that the, the stud linebacker that the Buffs have is playing really well in practice after a really tough injury last year that ended his season. That's a great sign. They got another linebacker in from Notre Dame to play right next to Nate Landman. That feels really good. But then you go back to the safety position, and there's a lot of question marks in both the starters and the depth. So there are some holes on this CU Buffs team. But I'm more concerned not with the actual talent on the field, but what's going on in the coaching staff. You know, we're three, four years, I don't even remember how many years at this point, into the Darren Cheverini offensive coordinator experience. I really, really like that guy. I think he's a heck of a recruiter. But the diversity in his play calling hasn't improved all that much over the years. And you're starting to see that. Um, you know, you've seen that, not starting to see that. You've seen that when the Buffs come out in the second half and all of a sudden their offense slows down because other teams adjust to what the Buffs are doing, but the Buffs don't adjust back. And I'm just worried that the Buffs aren't going to be able to score enough points, even with a decently talented offensive group. Uh, and, you know, we really don't know what Brennan Lewis is. Like, we, don't, we haven't seen a lot of Brennan Lewis yet, the quarterback for the Buffaloes. And then there's the other question with, Carl Durrell entering his first actual season with the Buffaloes. Last year, you know, they had, you know, kind of in, an improbable run to the Alamo Bowl with a lot of bounces. Can they replicate a lot of that turnover success and turnover luck that they got from their defense last year? Can they get the breaks in the schedule that they got last year? Um, and, you know, there's a reason why the Pac-12 media is picking them to finish five out of six in the Pac-12, and it's because they don't believe the Buffs can replicate a lot of that stuff. Um, to get over that six-win mark, man, that would mean a lot for this program to get to bowls in consistent years. I don't think that's happened since 2004, 2005, I want to say. So that would mean a lot. But there's a lot of things that need to go right for the Buffaloes to get to six wins, and uh, seven feels like a stretch. So that's not a great position to feel like going into a season. And, you know, I hear some rumors and some mumblings like, hey, this University of Northern Colorado team they open up against on Friday, no one's seen them play. And there's no tape on them because they've got a brand-new coach. Like, could that be a dark horse upset game with Texas A&M looming the next weekend? I, you know, it's hard to say. So, you know, it's, it's really hard to put your foot, I think, on any definitive Buffs thing because they're one hit away from losing their quarterback. And the first game of the season is a question mark entering a game the second game of the season where you feel like, okay, it's an SEC team, they're gonna get they're gonna get throttled. Last one for me, Jake. Uh so the NIL, the name imaging and likeness uh, that's going on right now in college sports. We've got about a minute left. Um your thoughts on that? I think it's a horrible thing that's gonna be tearing apart locker rooms. I think, you know, that you know, when the player walks in and he has a half a million dollar contract and he's not even playing, he's not even a starter. A kid out of Alabama, you know, I think they could tear up a locker room if he's driving around on a Ferrari and he has a penthouse on campus. And uh, another guy who's starting, who's eating at the chow room, at the chow house, you know, in, 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 the, in the training room. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You know, it's one thing to look at the locker room, but I'm going to say that's crap. Like, who cares about the locker room in this situation? Like, honestly, these guys are 
taken advantage of. It's a, it's a free labor system for the NFL, a free farm system uh, in college football. And these guys deserve to be paid every single dollar while these presidents and these coaches get millions and millions and millions of dollars for these TV contracts that the kids aren't seeing a dime of. I mean, when I was in college, I saw dudes like struggling for food. And it's a joke, and it got a little bit better halfway through college when they kind of opened up the snacking rules and stuff like that. But this needed to be done 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, and what it's going to do to college sports as a whole, you know, you're already seeing it in terms of the, the rich are going to get richer. And it's going to be can anyone outside the SEC compete with the SEC? And then everything outside of those big five, big four conferences maybe even uh, are going to be like a minor league system for the minor league system itself. So, uh, yeah, this needed to happen years ago. It's going to have changes that affect all of college sports that happen in ways that we can't even predict right now. Um, but I don't really care about how it affects the day-to-day life of athletes. It needed to get done because people were t- being taken advantage of for years and years. All right, Jake, this is it, man. Everybody get ready. Log it down. We're all ready for our picks. We're going to pick the record for the Denver Broncos. And I'm telling you, because we plan hopefully on having you on a few times during this football season around the end of the year, we're going to hold you to this. So we'll start with our honored guest, Jake Shapiro. Give us your record. Remember, 17 games this year for the Denver Broncos. Uh, I really want to say 17 and 0. I really do. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm going to be an optimist for the first time ever, just because I don't really cover the Broncos. So okay. I'm going to go, I'll, I'll go 10 and 7. All right, 10 and 7 for Jake Shapiro. We're bringing on the honorable one, the doctor, good doctor, Eric Nackin. Your official record, you said it earlier at the break. Where do you have the Broncos this year, Eric? Oh, it's 7 and 10. 7 and 10. All right, we're going to our man, Joey B. Lucas Liquor Superstore. Joey B, where are you at this year with the Broncos? Eight wins. Eight and nine. Eight and nine for Joey B. We just had our man, Dion Malcolm, from Tax Finders. He's got the Broncos at nine and eight. We are now moving to my man, my big left tackle, Alex Ramirez. Where do you have him? Ten and seven. Ten and seven. The Broncos are going to surprise a lot of people okay. this year. Right, and I'm going to go, you know, okay. we were talking about this during the, the break. Ten and seven. All right. Look for okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Also be a very high fantasy guy. All right. Danny Bailey, where do you have the Denver Broncos this year? Uh, I got him at eight, 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 and one. Eight, eight, and one. Danny's got him right 500. at five hundred. Okay, da- da- Danny's and of course, an, he's an introvert, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right now and say the Denver Broncos are gonna go nine and eight. I, I've got to agree with Dion Malcolm. I've got him at nine wins. Anything better than that, I think, would be fantastic. And I could also see sure. them going to the seven wins. You know, especially with injuries or stuff. But look. For all of our listeners, and Jake, I just want to say, man, at Shapealicious, you are the best Twitter follow that I feel is in this business. You're amazing, and I just we look forward to more and more from you. Uh, Denver Post, give this man a raise. Give him some more opportunity, man. But between the college teaching and, and the Denver Post, man, you're just blowing up, and we wish you nothing but the greatest success. I, I hope you'll join us again here sometime in the near future. Thanks, guys. Anytime. I'm happy to get the final word on the show. You, you love it, man. It. You hey, know love it. it. That's you our know. man, Jake Shapiro that's from his, the Denver that's Post. That's his stitch. He's like, Ugh. Follow him at Shapealicious. What an amazing show. Probably one of my favorites ever. I mean, you got Joey B and Eric Nackin, Dr. Eric Nackin from R2 Medical Clinic. Thank you both so much. You guys are family to us. Amazing guys. And 
please make sure you visit the the liquor store and also Eric's Clinic. These are people that can help you. Joey B can help you find the finest spirits for all of your parties and any special event. And Dr. Eric Natkin can help you with your health and wellness. We sure enjoy everyone who came on the program. Todd Romero from Altitude Sports and Entertainment. The wonderful Arnie Stapleton, Alex. Amazing. Our man, Joey B. Josh Mosier from WSVN in Miami. Uh, Jim Sakamano, the legend. Alex, one of your favorite interviews ever. I, I mean, he brought me to tears, man. Yeah, amazing, man. Sako, we love you. Thank you for everything you've done for this community. Our man, Dr. Eric Nacken from the R2 Medical Clinic. Our jeweler, Roz Gannat, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas. What a brilliant man you are, Roz. We love you and your family. And, of course, we wrap it up with Jake Shapiro from the Denver Post. That lineup kicks some butt. Let's hope the Broncos do. No final word next week. We'll see you opening day, September 12th.